Hello, this is Danny Dixon, and these are my eight rules for life. I hope you enjoy them. So, um, moving on, last but not least, we've got Danny Dixon. So, Danny works for three, but is also a blogger and has his own website called A Crazy Little Thing Called Life, which is dedicated to supporting uh, better mental well-being. Danny is on a mission, essentially, to get people talking more. Today, he's going to share with us his eight rules for life. Danny, a round of applause. Thank you, everyone. Um, thanks for Path for the uh, invite to come and uh, speak today. It's always a good uh, opportunity to do it. So today I just want to um, talk about how these days I see life in, I guess, a sharper focus. But I, I think, um, importantly, to really share like, what, like, why I now see life in that particular way. So I'll, I'll briefly touch on this. About two years ago now, um, and actually over the period of about six years prior to that, uh, I, I was struggling with my own sort of mental health, what was, what was later diagnosed as situation triggered anxiety and depression. Uh, I didn't know it at the time uh, until I got to a point when I couldn't go to work uh, one day and I was off, off work for three months. So that sort of got me to a point where um, significantly impacted and was quite a low point. Uh, but since then, over the last two years, I've been focused on actually, well, what is it, what does it take to protect mental health and mental well-being? effectively as an asset. I'm also the author of um, the blog Mental Man Talking because I'm a mental man and I like to talk about things and just started the right stuff that was in my head. I've got about a thousand followers, so it's not massive, but put out their articles and things like that uh, that help people. And I've had a lot of people write to me and say, this is so refreshing because you're a man talking about mental health. The other one for the musical guy who said he was going to sing, crazy little thing called Life, Not Love is again my that's my like recent um, blog name that I've uh, created and it sort of links on with mental man talking so taking a step back what, what, what was it that um, well what is it that fascinates me about mental health and this particular quote by a guy called Peter Ralston was uh, was I thought was very very good and very useful um, when I was you know in my own situation and um, seeing life I guess through a lens that you know um, looked particularly negative at the time. I came across a few sort of inspirational things like this, that, you know, the perception of the world around you is not necessarily uh, what is actually happening. So if you think about it, we all have a um, mind's eye or a, men or a mental filter on the world that we then apply uh, in terms of how we see something. And each one of us can see something very differently. And we can all experience the same thing over and over again, but experience it differently every time. So actually how you think about it is, not, is, is, I guess, is everything really. Something could be actually, you could perceive it to be quite negative going on in your life, but if you think about it in a way that is different, then you've got an opportunity to change everything else that then happens thereafter. Another one, I think you might be familiar with Eckhart Tolle, if, you, if you're not definitely uh, worthy of a uh, follow-up. He wrote a book called The Power of Now. And it's this sort of belief that, the past is the past, uh, and it's something we can't change. The future doesn't exist, despite what some sort of people will tell you. The only reality that we have is the one that we have right now. So the only thing that is real in this world right now is you sitting in that chair looking at me, and me standing here looking at you. Nothing else is real. So actually, when we think about things like the t triggers of anxiety and worry and everything else, 
Um, it's what we're doing is we're thinking about things and uh, maybe catastrophizing about things that that don't actually exist. So this idea that you can change the way you think and the cause of unhappiness is 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 not the situation itself, but is your thoughts about it. The other thing I um I think we see in today's society a lot is people always pursuing happiness. This is the new thing, right? There's a destination somewhere in the future that says, if I get that thing, if I get that house, if I get that job, if I, if I get that partner or whatever it is, I'm going to be happy. There's nothing that will make you more unhappy than the pursuit of happiness. So one thing I want you to take away today, because actually happiness is right now, it's this moment, and the relationships that you forge and how you treat yourselves and, and other people. The, thing, the other thing to talk about on this as well is that, and it was um, referred to earlier on, is mental health exists on a spectrum. When you hear the statistics that Neil talked about earlier on, you, know, you might be sitting there going, that's everybody else, it's not me. And that may be true right now. The key thing is, is mental health, and we typically only talk about mental health when it's negative, so you talk about just mental ill health. Well, mental health is our thing. That is all we have. That is the only thing we have in our, in, in our very existence. Is, is the way we see the world. We've got a physical body and everything else, but the, the manifestation of our consciousness is mental health, if you like, and actually that will exist on a spectrum. But actually we can all exist on different areas of this spectrum at any one point in time. There are things that will happen in our lives or the way we live our lives that might send us into this stage for a while and actually other things that keep us up here. It was troubling for me actually when I read this and I want, you know, there was, as Neil was sharing earlier on, there's a lot of statistics in this particular space. But when the Mental Health Foundation, I think this was a 2017 study, asked quite a reasonable sample of people, I think there were two or 3,000 people, uh, how many of them would, would report high levels of positive mental health. Only 13% of people said that they would say that they've got high levels of positive mental health. So I think there's what, maybe 30, 40 people in this room, that means three or four of you, five maybe, would have said yes to that question. Now that doesn't mean everybody else is on the crisis and is you know negative. But why is it that we live in a society where people are only 13% of people are saying that they enjoy positive mental health? So my sort of thought on this is, there's a few things actually that are happening in our, our lives. One of them is, uh, if you look at what Scott Brinker did with Martex Law, um, I won't go into the whole Moore's Law thing, but for the first time in 2018, technology and its pace of change outstripped the human's ability to be able to keep up with it. But effectively what's happening now is things are evolving so quickly in the technology landscape that it's having quite a significant impact on how we feel about ourselves, the pace of change, things changing around us. You know, we, you, every time you listen to the news, it talks about the robots are coming to take our jobs. You know, the, the algorithms are going to be making all the decisions for us. All of those things sound a little bit scary. You might go on in the periphery. You think, my God, what impact is that going to have uh, on me? The 24-hour news cycle, whether it's Brexit or Boris or Trump, or wars, all of these different things that are happening all over the world, and they're all, you know, many of them sort of exist in reality. The problem is it's a 24-hour nature of it. It's like this, this idea that it's constant, and it is constantly infiltrating our brains to create, and, and you know, I'm not a scientist, but trigger this symphatic nervous system in the brain that sort of creates a sort of threat response, because actually, you're not quite sure that when you walk outside, are you going to be safe? You know, all of these things that sort of, you know, this self... Um, preservation side of things kick in. We live in a more disposable society. You know, we're not just chucking out rubbish, we're chucking out people, right? So, you know, when you think about the sort of Tinder generation, um, I'm sure that, you know, I've never used it, but I'm sure some people might have. 
but actually this idea that just swiping people away. It's a very um, convenient way to date, right? But I think if you think about what it's doing to our self-worth and actually how we look and, and how, we, how we perceive ourselves, you know, the, the, the impact of that is, you know, people maybe don't feel loved, valued, uh, important, you know, uh, attractive to others. So maybe just have a think about that. But you can't, you can't swim against the tide, right? Because Darwin, I think, is quoted as saying that it's not the strongest and the most intelligent that survive it is the ones that can adapt. So we've got to be able to adapt uh, in this world. We've got to be able to recognize what's going on around us uh, and be able to, to work with it. And one of my beliefs, actually, is uh, a guy called Simon Sinek uh, said that it's not you know, what we do for uh, ourselves that has a direct impact. It's what we do for others uh, it can help. That actually just kindness and compassion to others uh, is a significant uh, benefit that can make us all feel uh, better. So I'm just going to get into the eight rules for life. So my learnings from all of, all of this in my eight rules for life. These are my rules. Don't have to be your rules. But if you want to take some, some of them all, I'm not, I haven't trademarked them. You know, take them and steal them and use them uh, yourself. So number one, don't be a dick. Because it never, it really never, never ever gets the best out of a situation. Now, the thing I, I, I was having a conversation with somebody about this yesterday at work. And I said, I'm not saying that I'm never a dick you know, because I have this rule, because I am sometimes. Sometimes I'm not conscious of it. But actually, if you are conscious of being a dick, then it ain't going to help you and it ain't going to help other people. So if you only do take one thing away, one thing away from this talk today, that one, because that will make a big difference in your day-to-day uh, -day life for, for you and for others. Stay open and listen to others' perspectives. So there's an awful lot of people, especially in the social sphere, who absolutely want to comment and talk about who we are, you know, they, they think they've got a right to be able to, you know, comment on us. And in the worst case, things like bullying and cyberbullying and things like that. And you, there's a whole raft of different things that people wanting to give you feedback on your performance, you know, talk about to dissect your sort of personality to try and apparently make you better. You know, I take the view that, yeah, like, some of that could be quite interesting, only if it's going to help me. Because if it's not, then I'm turning the volume down, quite frankly. Because actually, you don't, you, people look at it, look at, this idea that people can give you feedback, and apparently it's been scientifically studied, that humans are terrible at giving feedback because they do it from a very subjective opinion. So I believe that you're shit at that thing. Might not, that might not mean that you are, it's just that I think it, right? But actually, if I'm in a position of authority, then that can have sort of quite a profound impact. So just consider that. And I'm not saying don't listen to people, by the way. I'm not saying that at all. But I think if it's not helping you, maybe turn the volume down. Be kind and compassionate. I mentioned that one earlier on. Importantly to yourself. This is something that, if something goes wrong, or you have a bad meeting, or like a, like a bad presentation, or, or whatever it is, so be it. You know, it just happens, right? You just got to just move on from it. Be kind to yourself. Don't sort of spend all the time kicking, kicking yourself. And importantly, be kind to others. Even the people that are inconsequential in your life. So, um, might sell you a train ticket, sell you a coffee. Just... Be kind to them because they are people like you trying to make their way uh, in the world. If you're a leader, be authentic. Integrity, humility, and allow yourself to, to be vulnerable. I'm stood here today, it feels pretty vulnerable. Be true to your values. I've got a bunch of values that I'm true to, but make them part of your DNA. So actually, if you're working or you're living around people whose values are completely misaligned with yours, have a think about that relationship. And is it something that you uh, that is going to be conducive to good mental health as you go forward? Don't ruminate. Talked about this earlier on. I'm a very strong um, believer in meditation. 
I meditate every morning, 30 minutes. It's part of my life, uh, and it's changed my life for the better. It takes a lot of practice. You've got to try it, at least for, if you haven't tried it, you've got to do it for at least 90 days to sort of get it into the habit. But I say, I will say it has fundamentally changed the way I, can, I think about my thoughts, the sort of metacognition, they call it. So actually how I can see, I see things differently in that sense. So I don't think about things that have never happened. I don't ruminate on the past. Uh, and, and it's meditation practice that's it's enabled me to, to, to see that. Be grateful. I start every day after my meditation in the shower. See, another thing I would say as well is about rumination. But if, when you're in the shower, don't be thinking about the stuff you're doing at work. Actually stand there and be present. And actually one of the things I do is I'm just grateful for the things I have. I'm very grateful for my marriage, for my kids, uh, for everything I have, the, the opportunities I have in life. So just think about the things that you've got. You know, we're always trying to aim for the next thing. But, you know, the thing I think about is uh, I'm grateful for those things as well. And then the final one is find happiness in the moment. So I said about this earlier, don't chase happiness. Find it now and do that through living rules one through seven. Thanks, Danny. That was fantastic. Really good. I think um, I'd like you to be my life coach, actually, Danny, if you don't mind. Hi there, this is Danny. You've just listened to my eight rules for life. If you like them, please share them with your friends and also like the podcast. And uh, I'll hopefully be speaking to you again soon.